0: Memory today now on 46 19 Now, during lockdown and in the strange months that have followed, we have mainly accepted that our social lives have got smaller and that's a price that uh, is being paid at the moment for protecting ourselves and each other. But do we think of the company of friends as a luxury now? From social distance, does emotional distance naturally follow. Well, uh, Lorraine O'Connell, a very good friend of the Limerick Today show who has been on First Dates Ireland, of course, among many other things. A businesswoman herself is on uh, the line. And we're also joined by Catherine McGee, she, uh, personal development and relationship consultant and also a regular here with us in Limerick Today. And you're both uh, very welcome. Um, good morning. Uh, good morning, Joe. How are you, Lorraine? Uh, Catherine, is this not a reality that people are struggling to maintain even old friendships? Yes,
1: yes, they they are. Yes, they they are because they've a lot on their plate. Uh, Worry will cause people's energy to contract in and focus on uh, the problem, which is not, uh, that's not what you want to do. You want to actually uh, keep your mind positive um, and minimise stress by looking at all the things you can be thankful for. That's one way, because your brain and your mind are a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers Act. So your brain releases chemicals that match the pictures in your mind. So even although we've every reason to be stressed, every reason to be negative and upset, we didn't do it because the brain thinks that's what we want. We want the negative chemicals, then it releases them in the body. And so suddenly, your whole body's experiencing this negativity.
0: Mm. What do you think, Lorraine?
1: Um, I agree with
2: her in some ways, right? I I find it very hard at the moment now, Joe, I'll be straight up with you. Like, I haven't met my friends much now. They've been out for, like, they went out for lunch and I didn't feel comfortable enough to go out with them for lunch. For some reason, I had it in my head. Like, not only for myself to protect myself and my family, but to protect them at the same time. I find it a bit hard at the moment now um, with, with friends and the social distancing and everything else and the whole lot. And I find it hard at times to be positive. And I'm usually a very positive person, now, I really am. But lately I'm finding it a bit hard myself to be positive. And I try to get rid of those negative connotations that sort of come into my brain. And sometimes they linger, they're starting to linger a bit longer than they normally would.
0: Well, that's interesting, and It's very good of you and very honest of you to say that because, I mean, people, you know, who know you personally or will know you through maybe what you're doing here and, you know, will yeah. know you publicly will see you as a really you know, go-ahead, bubbly type figure. But as you say, it's it, this has gone on for a while now and, and it is difficult.
2: It is difficult. And then I suppose there's the outstanding factors in respect to me as well in regards to my mum in April and everything else, the whole lot, which I find still very hard to deal with. Mm. And it, it is very emotional. I find it actually the moment a very emotional role on ride oh, at the yes. moment in oh. my life. And I find it hard to reach out and I don't want to put in my pressures on other people.
0: Yes, yes. Oh. And yeah, absolutely. And in.
2: my emotions. You know, that's part of it. So I start, I, start, I start to feel like I need to step back sometimes. Now, I am starting to reassess and there is a lot of positivity out there. And it's good to be positive because it's good for the brain. It's good for the mind. It's even great for the body.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, we're trying to Lorraine O'Connell and to Catherine McGeechee as well. And Catherine, you know, what would you say to Lorraine about all of that?
1: Oh, first of all, a big hug, Lorraine. A big hug to you. It's it's a shocking thing to lose a mother, and uh, grief. There is no no positive thinking can overrule grief because grief is like like a fly being taken off a spider's web. Your whole energy field is reverberating with this shock. So. Uh, it, it, so it's it's about really minding yourself and a lot of just gentleness with yourself. And I think, Jo, in, if we translate that to call, what's happened with the lockdown, a lot of people are grieving. A lot of people, are now it's nothing like an actual loss like Lorraine's got there. Mm. Uh, but it's, it's a, a huge thing to have the loss of your whole way of being your whole way of interacting with people. Yes. And, uh, uh, and of course, the danger here is that we've just got enough, if you imagine you have just enough liquid in your glass, you've just, like your glass, you have just enough energy, emotion, to, to keep your head above the water. And if somebody says something to you that you might not agree with, you know, a lot of people, there's been a great tension in society uh, due to everybody having different opinions about what's going on the big yeah. thing is for us to have kindness and love and there are two reasons for that first of all uh, our thoughts and beliefs emit actually emit a frequency and there's equipment that shows it so we're a walking billboard we're broadcasting this vibe all the time and the old people used to say first day, walk together so this means that if we bark at people and are upset with people um what needs what we need to understand is we're going to attract more of the same but an amazing thing is every time you choose a loving kind response you are transforming the world because in physics the physics law of collective resonance all of our consciousnesses are connected and when a person responds with love and kindness and forgiveness and the bubbly attitude that Lorraine is doing in the height of her suffering, her private suffering, she's she's really rising above that, then what happens is that generates more of the pain throughout the world, and we need that. Yes. The great cardiologist yep. Alejandro Younger said to be kind is more important than to be right because he could see what was happening with the heart. So we need more kindness, he said. He said a heart that listens. We don't need people who have got a brilliant mind, really, because they could die because of the danger to the heart
0: yeah, of, uh, of negativity. Uh, so, Lorraine?
2: Oh, I do. I, I, I agree with Catherine there. It's the small little things. Like, I might go for a walk. Actually, I went for a walk there about oh, what, three weeks ago. I was walking around to right? And there was an old woman at the door. And I just turned around and I said, Hi, good morning, how are you? And she looked at me and she'd be smile in her face. I'm grand. And I ended up talking to her, I'd say, for about about ten minutes. But to see the smile on that woman's face, oh my God. It was Mm -hmm. it was unbelievable. And that was just something small. That was just go, hi. Mm -hmm. We do need a lot more kindness. And we do we do need we need to respect people Uh, more and just even just say hello or a smile. In this, because we're, yeah. we're so isolated now, it makes a huge difference, Joe. Yeah,
0: I mean, and the other thing as well, Lorraine, is you know, I mean, obviously, um, and, and our sympathies on your mother's passing. I mean, that clearly happened at the height of, of lockdown as well in okay, April. Yeah. so April, and, Yeah. You know, and we know that funerals is still very small numbers attending, and that oh. that whole physical interaction that happens, and friends being able to give a hug or, or whatever, yeah. all those things are are kind of gone, aren't they? They are
2: gone, and also I feel sometimes. You know, maybe it's just—it's probably just me and the way what I'm going through now. I think it's just the fact I feel I don't want to be burdening them. Like suddenly I might something might stupid, I might see something or hear a song, and next minute I start rolling crying for no reason. And I don't feel like why should I be crying in front of them? Like I feel sometimes tears are a negative rather than a positive, even though sometimes they can be a positive for yourself personally. But if you're in company and next minute everyone's having a good time and something happens and you start crying, you feel like oh God.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: For a doing here. I know. Do you know yeah, what I and, mean? And, and, and everyone expects me to be upbeat all yeah, the time. Yeah, of
0: course, yeah, yeah. And,
2: and I'm not, no, Joe. I, I you're human, I get, you're human. Me, exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And, and and the thing is, one of the things I find toughest, I, to be honest, is when you do meet somebody on the street that you know quite well, you know, and, and in your head you're going, oh, hang on, no, step back, step back, trying to have a conversation while at that physical distance. It's the right thing to do. But it just goes against how we normally interact with people that we know and like.
2: It does. Now, I'm not a big huggy person. Cause yeah. I'm just. I'm not a huggy, huggy person. I'd rather look at you and go, oh, I'm hugging you. Not be <laughs> hugging you physically. You know? <laughs> so I'm not that sort of person.
0: But I do... But I don't even mean the hug, you know what I mean? I just mean an unnatural physical distance that we're being asked to maintain exactly. at the moment from other people. Because you have
2: to, you see. The whole thing is... You have to. Well, there's a natural component. Sometimes people just go, they reach out, shake a hand, they might you know, give you a quick hug or a quick kiss or something. That's now, it's, it's not, it's, um, we can't do it now. No. And I think when you can't do anything, it sort to emphasizes it a bit more. It, it starts um, yeah. to, it makes it higher. Yeah, it Emotionally, yeah, it does. Emotionally, yeah. it, 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 gives, does.
0: Exactly, it gives you more of a, of, of a sense of it. And and Catherine McGeechie, the other thing is that, you know, people are now facing into winter and also facing the reality that to be honest we were maybe able across the summer where the weather was better and all of that to keep away from our minds for good reason and that is that this thing is going to go on it's not go- it, we th- it's not a three monther it's not even a six monther it's longer than that
1: yes and i think this is really where we come back to one of the things that that Lorreen said having a smile if we can think I'm going to be a people-picker-upper. I'm going to have summer weather in myself. Because in psychology, they say almost 60% of what you communicate is your presence. Your words are only about 7 or 8%. So um, if you say, I'm going to be a people-picker-upper, not a people-put-downer, I'm going to have my weather good inside so that wherever I go, I'm casting that ray of sunshine, even though it's coming into winter, even although the nights are going to be dark, I'm going to really be that ray of light. That, And if we set ourselves up in the morning for that, then that guides us through the rest of the day. And yes, there are going to be people who will be nasty. But you know what? You've got two factors every day that allow you to bring heaven into any hell. And that would be people and circumstances and how you respond to them. Yeah. So some people respond negatively, so they create the hell. Others respond positively and they create the heaven. So we can, no matter how much the the nights get dark and the, the weather gets chilly and frosty and maybe stormy, we can choose how we're going to respond and we can choose to be that people picker-upper and shed that light yeah. and shed that love, even yeah. although the, there are masks.
0: But but Um, Catherine, how do you get past the, you know, we're doing so much uh, of our connecting now on video calls of one sort or another, you know, whether it's family, social (laughs) or work. And the more we do, the more we realise how truly artificial it is. Is there there any way beyond that, particularly when we're dealing with friends? Um, I, I think the
1: more authentic we are in ourselves, uh, the more honest and down to earth we can be in ourselves, um, and the more the more we kind of clear all the all the masks in ourselves, the more that comes through in our sixty percent presence, if you like. And so, what happens is you get you get this uh, really um, sturdy dialogue. Uh, in the end, it's the dialogue, the connection that comes from just your presence shedding over into that other person if we've got a a bit of a shaky presence because we've not been working on ourselves we've been depending on maybe how we look or what we do or you know all the the external things how much we make all of these things then suddenly what is revealed is a very shaky identity and sadly this will be one of the things that we will be experiencing so it's a call for people to really do this work on themselves how can I be a better person how can I be a more loving giving kind person forgiving person and when you do that that oozes across the lines oozes across uh, and people feel the warmth that's what they want people want a happy warm experience yeah um, but you're not know,
2: saying though so, Catherine sorry Catherine that it's it's in what we're living in now, and the fact that we're, we are that we are more secluded, that it's harder to get rid of all those masks. You feel as if you're going to be judged. You feel as if you're people are going to say, well, "What is she on about? Like, what is she smiling about? What is she negative about?" Do, do you know? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes, yes, yes. I, you're definitely going to get that, De- definitely because when people, when sometimes when people are. Uh, in a negative situation they don't want others to be positive that's so that's just a fact and yeah. they, they, that's just a fact Lorraine, you're right so I, but you see for our own well-being we need to understand this bit of our engineering our brain will release chemicals that match our inner pictures and um uh, when we when we understand that we we'll say okay how can i reframe this? so that
0: I'm looking at it positively. Hmm. What is good no, about but, my but, life? Uh, but one thing I, well, I'm interested in, Lorraine, is, you know, you said you just didn't feel comfortable going out for dinner, you know, even with all the restrictions and social distancing and all the stuff that you would do. Um, yeah. And in retrospect, did you feel that was the right decision for you overall?
2: You know, i 60% of me did. And then 40% of me said, am I doing the right thing? Am I being disliked my friends? Am I am I p- pushing them away? Does that make any sense to it you? It does I indeed, mean, yeah. yeah. I felt good in one sense that I'm protecting myself, my family, and them. And then I'm thinking, is it me just not making the effort? Is it me pushing them away? Do I feel... it? Like Do you know what I mean? It's very hard. It's very, very hard. I find it hard at the moment. I really
0: do. And the thing is, you know, we hear a lot from the medics and uh, the politicians, the leaders in our communities. And it's not that they're not being sincere about it, but they talk about people's psychological well-being. They talk about people's mental health having to be looked at as well. But the simple truth is the overriding concern at the moment for people Leading us, and for I suppose all of us, is keeping this COVID virus suppressed. Oh, God, and, and whichever way you look at it, it is definitely having an impact on all of our mental health.
2: Or is, it, or is it another way of looking at it, right? And I was thinking about this lately. Is it the fact that people are starting to rediscover really themselves? And do they like that? Is it the fact that we are so... In boxes now. There's no way to put it to because we're all in indoors, etc. And it is we're not socialising as much. Is the fact that we are now having to take a long look at ourselves? Are we discovering things about ourselves that maybe we've like we've kept hidden down and buried? Is it that do we like our new selves that are coming out, or do we have to learn to live what we what we are now mm. mentally? Yes,
0: mm. yes. We're, a getting more yeah. we're getting
2: more introspective. We're getting more introspective look at ourselves compared yeah. to what we've ever had before because we were always on the go, always out, always socialising, etc. But now we're at home and now we're sitting down. Now we've more free time and we're starting to look at ourselves in
1: depth more, I think. Yeah. I am anyway. Yeah. 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 I feel yeah. that's what I, I am. Do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The distractions aren't there. The distractions yeah. of, of work and, you know, it's like people, the fashion industry, look at the hits, it's taking... All dressed up and nowhere to go, kind of. Yep. Uh, you see, we could have distracted ourselves in the past with uh, clothes and, and the look, the outer, but the inner we didn't need to bother about. Whereas now, we're, you're absolutely right, it, Lorraine. It's that inner. Who am I? And you see, you see the, the humanity. Look at, look at uh, Placido Domingo coming out on his balcony, his tiny balcony, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, without all the trappings, and just n- now reduced to the voice, and Lloyd yeah. and Webber at his piano in his own home. Suddenly, we're seeing the human being without all the distractions: the stage, the lights, the the setting. I, I think you're right, Lorraine. I think
2: I think it's scary for us all. I really do think it's scary for us all, mm-hmm. and I think it's even more scarier for people who are on their own that have. Have you know, yes. they have nobody else around them? Like their family could be abroad, or they they don't have anybody. They're yes. Just one person, one person in amidst uh, an ocean of people.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Thank you very much uh, for um, that wonderful conversation. I think uh, you've been really helpful to people today, both of you. And thank you very much uh, for it. Uh, good friend of the Limerick Today Show, Lorraine O'Connell, uh, and Catherine McGeechie, personal development and relationship consultant.
1: Call memory today now on
3: 46-1995. The scent of dewy grass lifts the spirit. The sunshine is bright behind the grey clouds, and a sense of strength comes from the green landscape that feels truly Irish. We've brought colour to this feeling with Standing Tall, one of 28 new contemporary colours inspired by Ireland. Visit ColourTrend.ie to find and support your local stockist. ColourTrend, an Irish company proudly crafting paint since
1: 1953. So, 12D75423, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm a 1.2 litre, my clock says 60,000, but I've driven one I've had multiple crashes, and I have outstanding finance of double my asking price. Not exactly as advertised, are we? Every second-hand car has a story to tell. Know the full story before you buy. Use the CCPC Car Buyer's Checklist and know what to look for. Find out more at ccpc.ie forward slash carchecks. From the Competition and Consumer Protection Commission. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
0: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Will you climb a hill? For those who can't, uh, this October we're being urged to support and raise funds for local charities and as part of this, the Jack and Jill Foundation are calling for you to go up the hill for Jack and Jill. Mags Nocton Limerick's Jack and Jill Specialist Children's Liaison Nurse is on the line. Good morning. Good morning, Jo. So tell me a little then about uh, how this should work. <laughs> Let's put it that way.
3: Okay, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me on. And um, we're very aware of the climate at the moment and, you know, everybody's staying safe. So this year it's going to take on a completely different um, feel because instead of having a big turnout like we had last year in UL, we're encouraging people this time, you know, with a friend or a family member just to... Go to their local park, People's Park in TUL, and have a socially distanced walk. And as we all know, the health benefits, and especially in this time of stress and anxiety, the benefits of taking a walk, especially a walk in nature, is just you know it's wonderful. And at the same time as doing that and doing it safely, you can register um, with Jack and Jill, and for sixteen euro, um, you um, get to um, help us up the hill and you also, I suppose, you get some health benefits for yourself.
0: Yeah. Uh, It is just such a challenge at the moment, isn't it, to raise funds?
3: It is. I mean, there is a a 200,000 deficit this year because many of the fundraisers that were due to happen, you know, they couldn't go ahead. But, you know, people are very good and um, we support 18 children at the moment in Limerick. And, you know, everybody in Limerick, I'm sure, knows somebody who has in the past or at the moment been supported by Jack and Jill. So it's a very simple campaign that we're asking people to do. It's not going out, knocking on doors, looking for sponsorship. It's a once-off, 16 euro. And the number we've arrived at, 16 euro, Joe, is because... um, that's what a nurse gets paid to come in and look after a child in the home to give the family a break, to go out and do things.
0: Yeah, Just remind uh, listeners about how important that is and the type of work that Jack and Jill does for uh, families facing these very difficult uh, situations.
3: Yeah. Okay, well, a child who has a neurological condition is uh, eligible for our help and... Um, The referral is made and there's no waiting list. We go and see the family and we ask the family what they want. We don't tell them what we'll do for them. We ask them, you know, would they like a night's sleep? I mean, what we give is a drop in the ocean if you have a sick child that doesn't sleep at night or is having seizures and, you know, is hooked up to oxygen and a very sick child, what they say, um, complex needs child um you know what we give is very very little but at least it's something and some parents opt for a night's sleep and then other parents like some daytime hours especially if there's brothers and sisters in the house because when they see the nurse coming in they know that they've got mommy back for a while and you know they can do things and so it's whatever way the parents want to use their hours and for very sick children it could be something like eight or ten hours a week Mm. um
0: or yeah. a nights and night, and max i know you know, the, the aspiration that jack and jill has is that they can just move up a year in terms of the age range of children that you help at the minute
3: yeah that's right just in the last month our um board our board of directors have um passed that that we can now go up to 6 years of age and as one mum just rang me uh, when she got the news, that they're actually Limerick family, and she said her husband, when he read the letter, he said, we don't need a Christmas present. Our Christmas has come early. And I just thought that was so nice because, you know, that's just because they get very fond of their nurses, and particularly the child is very attached to the nurse. And then it's very hard when you're changing over a service to another respite service, whether it's the HSE or Enable Ireland, and there often can be a wait, you know, a waiting list, so it's not a seamless move from Jack and Jill. So to hear that we were going up to six years of age, it it was just lovely, you know, yeah. great to be able to do
0: it. Um, Sharon's been in touch, WhatsApped us on oh eight six one two three ninety five ninety five to say Jack and Jill supported my friends with their son, and they were an amazing and invaluable um, support. Um, so, uh, Mags how how can people specifically get involved? Do they go online to find yes. out more about it?
3: That's right, yeah. Go online and register and um, for €16 Euro and take your walk, take your socially distanced walk. And in fact, it doesn't even have to be anything painless, painful like a walk. Not that should be painful. You can do, if you have a mountain of um, wardrobe weeding or ironing or things that you've been putting off for ages you can say here I'm going to register my 16 euro now and I'm going to tackle this this weekend so just do something that's sort of a bit of a struggle because as we say our family they face a struggle every day with their child so we're just asking to you know just you know do that for us and do that for the families.
0: OK, well, listen, well done to you, Mags Nocton, Limerick's Jack and Jill Specialist Children's Liaison Nurse. And to all our listeners, who oh, I'm sure will hear the call to go up the hill for Jack and Jill. And uh, you can go online and find out uh, more at jackandjill.ie. Thanks, Max. Call Limerick Today now on
1: 461995.